Welcome to the Agile Coffee Podcast, Episode 32. My name is Victor Bonacci. You can reach me on Twitter at Agile Coffee. Today's episode is all about Scrum Day San Diego. So let's get to it. This is episode 32 of the Agile Coffee Podcast, and in this episode, I talk with a number of people who were at Scrum Day San Diego 2015. This was the second year of this regional event, and the theme this year was Well Begun is Half Done. Over 100 people attended, all passionate about using Scrum to build a better workplace. And we got to hear Diana Larson deliver an amazing keynote about liftoff and agile chartering. The featured speakers at this year's event, Terrell Payton, Marcelo Fernandez, Lauren Ferrer, and Niv Genschel, all hailed from San Diego County and offered their insights on the best ways to inaugurate that next Agile initiative. The day wrapped up with a panel discussion that took questions from the Scrum Day participants. And we saw the local Scrum user group honoring the recipients of their 2014 Agilist of the Year awards. For more information, visit their site at scrumdaysandiego.com. But for now, let's get to our first interviews. So I'm here at Scrum Day San Diego with uh, Zach Boniker and Brett Palmer. How are you guys doing? Doing very well, Vic. Doing well, thank you. That round of applause is for Brett, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this and how how it's going today and kind of why are we doing San Diego Scrum Day. And I'll, I'm looking at Zach because I know that you've been volunteering for the last couple of years. Yeah, I've spent, this is my second time. So, well, it's the second year that we've done it in San Diego and I've volunteered for the second time. Um, <clears throat> we're doing it because, you know, one, we just need more. You know, we need more conversations about Agile in general. It doesn't matter if it's San Diego, San Jose, Seattle, or, you know, Spokane, Washington. I mean, it, we, we need to be having these conversations because it's about the next generation of, you know, our creative industries. And, you know, the more we can talk about it here in San Diego, hopefully the, the better we get at building more human-friendly Agile organizations and, hey, change the world. We were talking a, a couple episodes. I was talking with Dr. Dave about just um, events in general and just how they're important for just those same reasons, changing the world, building community. Um, you know, it's, it's all good. So... Brett was here last year too, right? This is your second year now? That is correct, Vic. How do you like it this year? Um, I really like it. The weather is not as nice as it was last year. However, it is very nice and pleasant out here with a cool breeze. A cool breeze. And you would think, being San Diego too, it would well, be... Of course, you know, to reconnect with all my agile posse, which is great. Right on, right on. Uh, any comparisons between this year and last you guys want to draw? <laughs> Uh, well, we've got differences, like like Brett has pointed out. We went from sunny San Diego to foggy, and it was actually raining. Yeah. I mean, if anyone you know knows San Diego, those things that block the sun, <laughs> sometimes they were dropping liquid this morning. It was weird. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Zach had to uh, run away. He had to go and take a photo. Uh, so, oh, okay. so Brett and I are going to continue the discussion. So any... um. Anything about the program or the agenda this year that's, sure. that's appealing? Well, Diana spoke this year, this morning actually, on Agile liftoffs and chartering Agile teams. And I'm actually working with a team right now that has never worked with each other before. And next week I'm actually going to engage them in an Agile chartering liftoff um, series of discussions and exercises. And I'm really looking forward to it. 
Yeah, she had a, a great talk, probably one of the um, one of my favorites of today. And there were only what four, I think, that we saw. But still, anytime Diana talks, I am really compelled to listen. Uh, good stuff that she's got. She was also on the panel um, discussion. Did you get to listen to any of that? I was um, not able to see, hear the panel. Was it good? It was good, but I mean, I want to get back to kind of your reasons. And not specifically for you, Brett, but I think you weren't able, like you just said, you weren't able to come in. You were outside networking. I was. I was actually talking to Dr. Dave and to Dave Lokeets. And, I mean, um, that's... About, about actually mm-hmm. just this chartering and liftoff process. Oh, cool. And getting, you know, comparing notes and strategies. And it's really great to sometimes just not be, you know, always in the main conference room where everything's going. But it's sometimes great to have those water cooler conversations out in the hallway or outside or exactly. having those other discussions going on that's relevant to your day-to-day situation. So in open space, we call um, people that use the law of their two feet. Uh, they may be called butterflies if they're the ones that are trying to kind of get out and reflect on things. But, but yeah, I think that's one of the most important parts of so being at events a, like this. I was a bumblebee. <laughs> so this is what happens when you're supposed to take pictures at Scrum Day San Diego 2015. Well, I can take a picture of the two of you now, and then <laughs> you can post it up on the website. Yeah. And, and as they're waiting, everyone's standing there saying, oh, where's the photographer? Oh, he's out here doing a, um, a coffee or an interview. Yeah, we're talking about hallway conversations now. We're talking okay. about how, you know, you don't feel compelled to sit in on every session here because so much, so much good stuff, so much value can be obtained by networking and kind of bouncing ideas off of people that are in our network uh, or not out in the hallways, as it were. And even though we're in the great outdoors here, I mean, the conference is in that, that room there, the terrace room, but uh, here we are out in the patio, and it's beautiful out here. Yeah, that's one of the things I thought about for, for next year is talking uh, with the organizers about you know, creating some sort of dynamic where you know, there, there are the main talks, but having a, a good... Uh. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm going to go check and make sure I don't have to talk. <laughs> you know, one, one thing, and maybe this is a question better for Zach, but I was just thinking, um, as he was saying that, you know, maybe the, the conference panel could have been um, recorded to be used for a podcast or something like that. Um, maybe next year. Maybe I can reach that out to be, Carlton and see if he's interested. That would be a really great idea. Doing something and, like that. and on all of these really, all these really talk, all these talks could have been videotaped and put online even. Yeah, I remember at um, the Agile Open SoCal that we did last year and previous years before that, we've had Cliff, uh, Cliff Rosa, the videographer, um, come and capture right. maybe not the sessions themselves but i think he was more interested in capturing kind of one-on-one interviews yes. and uh you know having someone like him available at at an event like this would be right. outstanding so if you could talk brett on any topic at all if 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 carlton the organizer here just said oh man we we're we just lost a speaker can't make it brett we need you to fill in what would be your topic what do you think something uh that you have to say that would be interesting to others, something that you would like to share? Well, it certainly has to do with how um, organizations at a um, portfolio and program level tend to be waterfall, but then at the actual scrum and team level, they tend to be more, you know, agile scrum focus at the team level. And so really sometimes those two worlds collide at a certain person's desk. 
and uh, oftentimes it has been me where those two worlds collide. And so you've got things happening at the team level that need to be tracked and coordinated at a scrum uh, approach, but then you've got to report up through a PMO, and, and they think in terms of waterfall, and they are funding projects where you're trying to get them to think in terms of funding teams. And so those worlds are, are very different, but they're also kind of similar. And uh, so that would be what I'd be talking about. I think you've got uh, some content there that you can develop. And I would yeah. I would suggest a title could be When Worlds Collide yeah, at My at, Desk. At, at Brett's desk in particular. <laughs> when, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, that, that's Brett's playbook for When Worlds Collide at Your Desk. I like it. Yeah. I think you've got something there. We should definitely turn it into a, a card at our next Lean Coffee, if nothing else. Um, so what's next for you? Do you have anything going on that's coming up? Uh, well, we've got more Agile coffees, and we've got uh, Agile SoCal, um, Agile Open SoCal in uh, September. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Agile Coach Camp next year. Have you been going to any of the um, the Agile SoCals, the monthly ones that are held in Irvine? Um, I have been to a few this year so far. I haven't been making the last couple ones just due to conflicts of time. I think you and I, uh, our, our worlds did not collide. Our, our paths did not cross. I went to the last one, and I'll be going to this next one, which is all about Star Wars. So, of course, I'm compelled oh, to really? go. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, good stuff. And, and again, on the theme of events and community, there's there's a lot to do here in Southern California, whether you're talking about the Los Angeles area, the Orange County area, or San Diego, where we are today. Sure. Um, no shortage of, of stuff to get involved with. They're clapping for you, Vic. It's because we're doing a heck of a job out here. This is nice. We're just about the only two people outside. It's not sunny, but it's not raining either. It's a, right. a lovely overcast with a nice gentle breeze blowing through. Right, and occasionally some scent of flowers. Yep. All right, so here I am, uh, Zach and I, once again. We're going to sit down and have a little talk. Uh, try round, is this round three, round four? <laughs> it's some, some round later in the day, uh, which is fine. Um, yeah, man, I, I need to come down to San Diego more often. There's a lot of good folks down here. There really are. It's a good time. We're growing. We're getting bigger. You we're, were talking to someone out. earlier today about, um, specifically about coaching gigs when you, when you enter into when you even evaluate whether or not you're going to enter into an engagement, um, and then when you're on site at the engagement, what kind of uh, what kind of tools or questions do you use to kind of monitor like how well things are going, and then like um, how do you recognize, anticipate like when it's time for you to start thinking about like transitioning off off of that engagement? Sure. So, so I know there's a lot there to unpack. Let's kind of take a step back and say, okay, if you're looking for an agile coaching job, what type of a role are you looking for and what do you use to evaluate different roles? Yeah. So well, first, let me just set the precedent that, that I am not the expert. Uh, I'm, I'm learning with every engagement that I, uh, you know, that, that, that I go on of what, what works in terms of questioning and what doesn't. So for some, you know, listeners who might be, you know, the pinnacle of, of consulting, they may say, wow, that guy's nuts. And then for <laughs> others, maybe that's a good start, but you know, um, What's helpful for me first is to understand the mindset of what what perspective the client has on what's about to happen, <laughs> if that makes sense. So if I'm going to come in and we're going to talk about you know me working with uh, a group of people, the first thing I want to test is is the understanding of you know cl- the client 
is agile this team level thing, this low level execution of a process, or is it something larger? Right. Is okay. it is it something that am I am I seeing eyes widen? You know, when we start talking about so how open you know are are you as a manager? to coaching, to, to mentoring, to learning, you know? Um, and that, that's the first thing I'm going to check. Let me stop you. Is that something that you're looking for then in your engagements is you're looking not only to be at the, at the team level, but actually working with, with the senior leadership and working to kind of coach and engage them in organizational change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to determine, am I, am I engaging in a conversation with a group of people that are in the midst of, a very bottom up type of mm-hmm. transformation right. or am I meeting with, you know, leadership of a department or even an enterprise that believe in what's happening, you know, culturally mm-hmm. as an organization or as a department as a whole. Um, and I think that that's important, right? Cause I need to understand their mindset. Does their leadership perceive, you know, the, the, the process or the, the, the transformation to just be something that their developers, their testers, their people need help with. And that management can direct high outcome in because I'm, I, I'm the expert as the leader and I need you to be the expert in making the process happen. Right. Or do they understand that we're talking about human systems of work and, and hey, frankly, I, I, I need somebody who's capable of, of guiding human systems and helping them grow. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And um, I think like something that you said early in the discussion, discussion you said you're not like the expert at – at this topic yet, and I'm saying yet because, you know, if you're not, you're certainly well on your way. Um, but I also think that every engagement has comes with its own set of needs. And, and what you're describing um, sounds like a full stack need. Like you're coming in and, and seeing, okay, is it specific, like ground up or ground level rather, team-based, do they need technical expertise, kind of help with, you know, training on the process, or is it something that mm-hmm. um, that you want to engage, like, the entire organization on top to bottom and yeah, right. help out with systems. Um, okay, so let's kind of take take the next step then. Once you're once you're in with a company and you've gotten you know you've signed the dotted line, you said you'll be with them for three months, six months, a year, whatever mm-hmm. the engagement terms might be. Wh- who are some of the people that you're first looking to engage with, and what are the types of activities around that? Yeah. So, um, well, it's a great question. Um, I don't have a a single answer on that because I think I have to understand first there's, there's probably two paths. That I try I'm to ask at. really broad questions yeah, that no, make me sound great. smart. But. <laughs> uh, no, actually your question is so smart. I just don't know how to answer it now. Um, <laughs> so in the case where the, the management or the leadership level is open to the idea of a larger possibility, you know, for an agile transformation, they understand that, yeah, sure. I might change too. Um, in that type of environment, the first thing I'm going to want to talk to, you know, or probably to sit down with those people and understand them, you know, um, management leadership and, and probably some of the product strategists, right? Sit there and, and, and understand how, how information is flowing to teams. Um, the combination of both management and your product strategists help, help to set the stage of whether the information is flowing to the teams in a very complex manner, which is good. We want complex problems. We want information to be presented to our agile teams um, in in very value driven propositions of you know complexity. They need something. We got to figure out how to deliver it to them. 
or is that combination of information flowing into, you know, a, a, a department or an organization hitting management, being disseminated down to product strategists and being decomposed on the fly by very analytical people into more complicated problems to where they're, they're creating kind of clear or suggested solutions and sequencing of items for teams to work on. That tells me a lot about where I'm going to want to spend my time and and how I work with the teams, right? Because if it's very complex, that's a great area to get real coaching, you know, um, around the, the, the teams to get them to explore these problems and start to grow. If it's coming in real complicated where it's already kind of sequenced, it's just kind of defined for them. Maybe we just need to get into some mentoring, some training, some directing them to just start, start work flowing and then figure out how we can, you know, bring that conversation of, of, of backlog content out of that complicated space into the more complex problem solving space. Right. So, um, so that's, that's, you know, in the case of, uh, uh, where it is a pretty good start. feels like management is open to change. Um, I'm going to start there to understand their mindset and how they're, they're perceiving their teams as, as well as, uh, as Diana Larson said today at Scrum Day San Diego, um, as value, value producing, producing units, yep. right? In the case where you have a, a client or organization that is thinking about a low level process, the only place that I can start is with the teams. Yeah. And at that point it becomes trying to assess the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, m- most likely, uh, teams that are in a, you know, um, a forced, <laughs> hi, this is the process you go do it are, are probably being fed a lot of information that doesn't feel very genuine. Oh yeah, you're a self-organizing team, and I oh, do have to. We give you all the freedom now. They're probably not getting any of it, um, and they're probably not happy. And I need to figure out how to at least give them a little bit of hope, right? And figure out what what they are at that point in time. Most likely, they're not a real team; they're more of a working group, right? That's yeah. that's my yeah, guess, no, right? Great way to and, say it. And if you have working groups, there there really is no potential for you know a high performing agile team mm-hmm. forming out of a working group. You at least have to get them down to a pseudo team or a starter team, uh, to where the team members actually care about each other and at least have, have, have a reason to interact with people. Um, those are, and I'll, and I'll say this latter case that I'm talking about, um, are, are generally not scenarios that I will take any longer because yeah. <laughs> they are, they are, yeah, it's more triage than, than grow than growth. I want to transition into kind of a more, Difficult question, but something that comes up with uh, with a lot of us in the coaching profession when we're trying to end an engagement. And um, and there's a what you just said, by the way. If I could take a step back, um, I've got a lot of questions about how to do those things, but I'm going to save them for another time. Okay. Um, what I'd like to end though this conversation on is kind of asking you, without talking about specific places where you work, and maybe it's all hypothetical, maybe it's coming from experience. We'll leave it at that. Um, have you been in a situation where you see like a red flag or more than one glaring red flags? And then when that's the case, like how do you end an engagement? What's your exit sure. strategy? Sure. So there, there are, you know, of course, any, um, any engagement where you start to realize that as a consultant, as a coach, your stance, your values, um, are, are not respected. Um, they don't align with where, uh, the, the client wants to go, where they think they need to go. Um, you have to be respectful and say, you know, if, if you don't want to change, it's not my job to tell you or to force you or even to encourage you. It's to try to invoke change where change is possible. And if it's not, 
then then it is only in respect to the client and respect to yourself as the consultant as the coach um, to walk away right so how do you do that well um, one way of doing it is, is my my last rescue bit um, is usually to play the belief card <laughs> with the people that I'm working with usually you know a like I said, um, in the current engagement that I'm in now, I went to the director and vice president. And so um, here are my beliefs. Good. When I look at teams, the, these are my beliefs about people and people mm-hmm. systems of work. <clears throat> List them out. And say when, when we look up to the organization, these are my beliefs. This is what an agile organization is. And, and when I, in, in part of my coaching stance is, is the idea of being able to create space for change to happen. It's, it's towards these beliefs and these, and these values. And I, then I'll ask a, you know, in, in coaching form, I'll ask a question. I'll say, you know, what, what, what does this, you know, invoke in you? What, what do you feel when you, you know, hear these beliefs? Sometimes they'll say, I, we're running a business here. This, this is puppies and kittens and flowers and rainbows. It, what, what are you talking about? Or they'll say, you know, I believe in the same things, but um, tch, I'm a realist. That kind of stuff can never happen here. I, okay. I'm getting everything that I need to know at this point. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm hearing that either I'm not going to change or I'm not ready to change. Mm-hmm. And in that case, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can only do so much small experimentation and, you know, change that's so small no one notices it before you say okay well five years from now maybe we'll get where we need to be but right. is that where you want to be as a as a consultant or coach no probably not um so if that's where beliefs go and you, you know you can even ask the, the the question based on the things that we've talked about and the ideas that i have and the experiments that i'd like to try what what what's stopping us or you could ask what's off limits to me yeah great and when you hear what's off limits every <laughs> everything get back to your teams Go back to the, the stay in the department. Well, then I think, you know, you know that it's that time. And um, if I've shared my beliefs, you know, again, and, and again, I'm a very human centric person in, in, in thinking um, I've shared my beliefs and they're at odds with one another. It's you have some religious end and I have another religious end. And, and the reality is, is that you're going to practice them different than I'm comfortable in practicing it. And, you know, at this time, I think I'd like, like to let you know that, you know, it, it, it isn't out of respect to you. And out of respect to me, I would like to wish you good luck, but we are not going to be able to continue, you know, with this engagement. If it's an, you know, if it's a few weeks left, you can just say, you know, I'll give you the option. Shall we ride out the last, you know, few weeks or, you know, shall we end it here? If there's a longer period of time, say, you know, I'd like to end, I'd like to transition. Um, I'll usually give the option of, you know, I can stay for, you know, up to, you know, four weeks, three weeks around there. Or if in hearing this, you would like to end now, by all means, you have that right as well. Um, But I think the power of being able to play that belief card is that there really isn't a whole lot to judge. You know, it it isn't a judgment of them. It's saying that this is my belief and I respect yours. Right. If we're at odds, then we should, then we should leave. It's in our best, our best interest for Mm -hmm. us to part ways. Right. Well, I want to thank you for sharing those um, beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) No, certainly these opinions and experiences. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Awesome, Vic. Thanks. Anytime. Enjoy the rest of the day here. Thank you. You too. All right. Again, um, this this day at San Diego Scrum Day is, or Scrum Day San Diego, I guess is what it is. Scrum Day San Diego 2015. Um, I'm meeting all my rowdy friends here. Uh, this is a lot of fun. So um, I am with 
Dave Cornelius and Dave Cornelius. Yes, you are. This is a, this is quite a treat. So, um, so Dr. Dave and I go back a ways. So hi, Dr. Dave. Well, hello, Brother Vic. <laughs> but now, Dave, too, as your name tag says. Yes, it does. Uh, you're here joining us as well. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And congratulations to you guys on receiving the award. I, I guess I should clarify. I don't know if it's an award necessarily as much as it is an honor. I think it's more of an honor and a charitable giving. I, I think it's just awesome for Carlton to uh, give back to the community the way he has and continue to do so. And we're really grateful for the gift that he's given to Five Saturdays and the opportunity and the stage for us to share this great offering of, of how we could continue with Scrum and Agility into the next generation. And so I'm grateful that I have my son here, Dave, who has also been trained to be a facilitator. And so maybe he could share a little bit about his experience. So since you've gone through two Saturdays so far, uh, what did you learn and what did you like? There was a lot to learn during these two Saturdays. Um, pretty much everything that I learned, I liked. Everything was a new concept from lean coffee to the what if method Learning about Kanban board and the whole scrum process was very interesting. Yeah, so we're actually going to be teaching at your high school, your alma mater. Um, so how would, what, what would that be like starting out next week? It's going to be something completely different for me. I, I didn't even expect to be in this kind of setting to be able to go back to my alma mater and actually teach them these kind of concepts it's really interesting because if i had this when i was in high school i feel like it would have been very helpful to me and like learning how to do my homework and projects and all of that kind of stuff dealing with when i was like in drama and playing sports this is like a really helpful program to like teach you task management and everything like that what about the collaboration? I, I know you really enjoyed user stories and, and um, lean coffee and story cubes. Uh, talk more about that, of, of how that just made you so excited. It's a, it's a great way to brainstorm. For, for the most part in high school, they don't teach you how to brainstorm in that way as a group. Like everybody collaborating and actually giving their ideas and actually being heard. Which, which is rare for like high schoolers to actually feel like they're being heard. And it's nice for us as a younger generation to have our voices being listened to. Do you know any of, I don't know how long ago you graduated, do you have any of your friends or anyone that you know that was in school while you were in school? Are you that recent to grad or have you graduated um, far enough away that you don't really know any of the yeah, students? Yeah, I graduated three years ago, yeah. so like all the people that would be in high school now or while while they were in middle school talk about dylan dylan is a buddy of yours who's actually jo has joined us so he's he's actually graduated with you so tell us a little bit about dylan and how he feels about five saturdays uh dylan feels the same way i do we just feel like this is a great opportunity for us to not only give back but to just really learn about this whole process and framework of what scrum is and what agile and lean coffee is 
Dylan's really excited about this opportunity. I know that for sure. That's great to be able to share that experience with friends and peers of yours and and whatnot. I'm just going to ask one more question, I guess, more about uh, Scrum Day San Diego. And this is your second year coming to it. Were you at last year's? Actually, this is my first. I I, I missed out last last year. I had um, a release planning event. (laughs) I kind of conflicted. So, no, this is a great experience, um, you know, being going, having the opportunity to attend Scrum Day Orange County, then come to Scrum Day San Diego. Um, a lot of great, great topics, great environment, great community. Um, I'm really happy to see um, what Carlton is doing down here. How about you, Dave, too? Any key takeaways from, from today? It's just that this whole, it's like a community. It's, a, it's amazing how I, everyone collaborates together and is open to listening to new ideas and i think that's something that everyone in the world should actually be trying to do which is listen and learn from what other people are saying and i don't feel like many people do that this is a really rare setting that i think is amazing personally Yeah, I agree. Special time, special place. Enjoy the rest of the day. I want to thank you guys uh, once again for taking a few minutes to talk to me about the recognition and the honor that you received. And congratulations and good luck for the next uh, five Saturdays as you go into the program. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. So, again, uh, Scrum Day San Diego 2015. Uh, today we saw in the award ceremony that a couple of awards were handed out. The first one being the Agile San Diego Team Excellence Award for 2014. And I'm with a few members of that team. Um, you guys are all from ID Analytics, is that right? Yes, we are. Uh, my name is Dave Fenner, and I'm the, the lead project manager, head of the Scrum Masters. And this is? I'm Lily Nguyen, and I am a project coordinator at ID Analytics. I'm Tim Manglona. I'm a product manager at ID Analytics, and I'm also the product owner for the team that's responsible for new innovations and new products. So so tell us a little bit about ID Analytics and, and what it is uh, with the award that that you guys feel okay. Uh, first, about. Yeah. Tim, why don't you describe the what the company is? Absolutely. So at ID Analytics, we help enterprises fight fraud. We are a wholly owned subsidiary of LifeLock, which is the identity theft protection company. But what we do specifically is we help businesses determine the likelihood that an individual is attempting to commit fraud uh, when they apply for credit, when they apply for something like a, a tel- telephone when they are signing up for cable services, things like that. So uh, we have analytics that are, that are patented and proprietary to us that, that we use to help ascertain whether or not somebody is trying to commit fraud. And we are, if I may say so, very good at it. Yeah. Um, how's the team working? Like what is the team doing uh, specifically with Agile or Scrum? Well, it's been um, a, a long arc for us. Uh, about five years ago, we first began experimenting with Scrum and uh, we, uh, the, uh, myself, another individual, took some basic uh, Scrum certification courses, and it was all new to us. And we brought that back, and uh, one team was created that uh, lasted about about 18 months and um, successfully used a, a hybrid of Agile. But from there, 
it sort of faded out. When, the, when that team finished its project, um, we, we, uh, it didn't catch fire. Um, but then about seven months after that, uh, with a renewed push, this time where the engineering group looked, um, looked beyond to the product group and to um, all the way up to the top of the organization, uh, Agile was, em- was embraced in a, in a new way, and they, and they kicked off uh, first one team and then following it the next month with a second team, the following the next month with a third team, and the message was sent that this is what we were going to do, and there's no going back. And we, um, we had uh, consultants come in. Many people got trained, and we had a, a good year of, of growing pains. Uh, all the classic things, all, 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 the, all the cliches were true. Uh, we had engineers who were afraid that we were going to track mm-hmm. their time going to the bathroom and, and be in their business. And, uh, and we had uh, product owners who had been used to throwing uh, requirements over the wall and developers who, to the, to the, to the developers and developers who were used to throwing things over the wall to the, to the QA people and, uh, engineering was throwing things over the wall to operations. And there was lots of bad blood. And when we, um, rematrixed to, uh, cross-functional groups on teams and people had to start to work together, um, there was a lot more empathy. We started to fo- uh, foster trust and conversation. All the, all the, you know the the classic scrum tenets, and from there, um, with that success, uh, it just has been evolving and growing and growing. And now, uh, uh, three years in from that point, we have ten teams. Oh wow! Um, we have um, we have dedicated scrum rooms with uh, uh, um, with with yeah post it boards. Um, we have many people are trained. We are now not only doing. Uh, doing this for software development, but we have been using Scrum for um, how we manage uh, our construction remodel, and now we have science scientists doing Scrum, and and it's been interesting for the Scrum masters to see that when you work with a different type of individual, a different type of discipline, that they embrace Scrum differently, and some get aspects of it more readily than others, and um, and there are different aspects that that sink in quicker, and um, the scientists. Um, have been our most recent uh, growth area, and they they take Scrum on um, <laughs> in, a, in a very amusing way. Um, uh, they, they're accustomed to these. A lot of guys who are, um, you know, uh, PhDs and you know, high level mathematics, and and they're not accustomed to anyone uh, having transparency to what they do on a daily basis, and even uh, and so. Um, Providing a, a, a culture of transparency has been uh, game-changing for them. But I can tell you that, that the organization has always wanted that visibility into what they're doing and has never found a way to make an inroad. And Scrum has done that with enthusiasm. They, they, the, the scientists have embraced it, and it's been a big win. That's the most recent one. So now with the success of not only just receiving the award, but the three years or so that's built up to this award, what do you hope to take back to the organization? What do you hope for the future of not only ID analytics, but maybe your role in the market or in the community? What, what do you see as coming out of the success? So our we have a parent company, LifeLock, that um, that instills some values across all of their different locations, and one of the core values of the company is collaboration. And they spend uh, spend time and energy on trying to 
um, enhance and foster collaboration, trust, some of the very same values of Agile um, that Agile provides. I, I believe that our our success with Agile, um, which has received and this award has has got the attention of the of the parent company, and it was just it was just announced, in fact, yesterday, um, in Tempe, Arizona, where the headquarters of the company is. Uh, this this visibility uh, might open a door for perhaps um, uh, you know an examination or a transference of some of the techniques that we've been using to even an even broader level across the full organization. Oh, that'll be fantastic! Any any last words from anyone? Yeah, yeah. Tim. I think I think just to add on to that from a product perspective, uh, what excites me about you know, our processes and, and the use of Scrum is uh, you know we are well positioned to bring new products to market very quickly and also, you know, pivot and and change our approach um, in a much more efficient manner. Um, I was actually baptized in Scrum uh, when, I, when I joined IDA a couple of years ago, and I came from an organization that was a waterfall slash stage gate process. And, and to be quite frank, it was not unusual for a product to take or for a project to have a timeline of over a year. I mean, as a matter of fact, after I left my last organization, I met with some colleagues a year later, and they were finally kicking off a project that I had chartered a year ago. So, um, you know, just coming to this organization and, and experiencing this process and learning this process and seeing how it really helps you know, products uh, get to market faster, it certainly improves the quality both from a business perspective and from a from a software development perspective. It's, it's, it's just very exciting. And look forward to, to that continued um, success. Well, I wanted to thank you once again and congratulate you on the award. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Another award winner here at Scrum Day San Diego 2015 is Joe Daly. So congratulations, Joe. Thanks. And I think this is your first time on the podcast. Uh, actually, I take that back. The last episode that, that we recorded over at the Five Saturdays, um, Train the Trainer, uh, yeah, a couple gonna... weeks ago, was you were there. And I think we got your voice on that one as well a little bit. Uh, so, and that's so. going to be on a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so tune, it already is by the time this is <laughs> getting My hardcore stance on that uh, stopping a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It actually led to some really good discussions um, uh-huh. offline. Uh, that might get turned into a card online. So, oh, okay. um, so kudos to that. But also, I wanted to congratulate you on receiving. I believe that the award uh, that you got was called the San Diego Agilist of the Year yeah, for 2014. 2014, yeah. So, congrats. What's that all about? What uh, what went into that? Uh, definitely wasn't uh, lobbying for it. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sort of in awe that they chose me, right? Because we because I work with uh, uh, Agilists. That are, you know, they're just really good agilist mm-hmm. uh, so I'm, I'm sort of happy about it so where you're at uh, you're an enterprise agile coach right, right. and um, corporate servant servant leader okay corporate servant leader yeah um, you ha- you're the only coach there and how many teams how big is the organization that you you coach that you serve so the delivery part of the is around 600 people we have offshore onshore uh, 60 to 70 teams fluctuations uh, the larger picture, though, is we have support teams, we have uh, portfolio management teams, we have town acquisition, tech pubs, uh, IT, which doesn't include the 600. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to run 
agile in the space. Uh, so my approach to that is to train everybody and keep training them uh, because I really can't be that coach that sits in the ceremonies all the time. Right, but it's an ongoing process. I know I've I've visited your workplace a couple of times and, yeah, and got to you. see you uh, kind of run through a workshop. I think you were doing a workshop. Um, I thought there was one on Kanban, but I remember the Penny game too. So I think it was kind of Scrum for product owners or uh, some uh, other. Uh, actually, it was a Kanban uh, exercise, but uh, but the manager asked me to run the Penny game because right, I really okay. liked it. It, it wouldn't yeah. have been my choice, but yeah. a specific request from uh, people that know Agile. Right. Uh, he actually moved out of the delivery and into the what they call the implementation team, which mm-hmm. is sort of an offshoot of delivery, right? Um, but they're running Kanban. And, they um, still are, actually. And you kind of split your time, is it, between uh, between the – do you work in Orange County at all, or is it just in San Diego? Oh, yeah. There's a Irvine division, and I work there. Mm-hmm. Did some uh, – a Gherkin session the other day with in uh, story mapping the week before that. So. Nice. Uh, I occasionally work with those guys, but they run really smooth up there. Yeah. Uh, only time I'm running them is when they want to try something brand new. Right. All right. So we're trying to push Gherkin into the community. How long have you been in this position with them now? Uh, well, they started Agile uh, in 2012. So this particular position, yes, yeah. right from the beginning, right? So okay. uh, we had uh, Dean Leff and Wells Crew. Right, because you them. implemented SAFE also. Was that 2012? Yeah. They did so. SAFE, yeah. And we have five trains, if you know anything about mm-hmm. SAFE. Sure, yeah. Uh, we actually trains. have six. We had uh, our internal business unit start a safe program uh, mm-hmm. on their own without any expense or training. Well, oh, they wow. went to my classes, but other than that, they said, Joe, we're running we're running uh, safe. Like, you need any help? Well, it says, yeah, you can come critique our uh, PSI planning session. And <laughs> uh, I mean, I really had little, very little to do with it. Yeah. So I'm lucky that in the sense that people just sort of take Agile on now. Nice. It That's sort great. of has this... Life of itself. Great. And I, um, what, what's, let me just ask one more question, I guess, about the role, then I'll ask about outside of the organization, maybe more in the community. But on the job, what's, uh, what do you get the most satisfaction from on the job? <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I have a couple roles. Um, there's some technical stuff I do on the tooling, and that's pretty exciting. Like if I'm migrating uh, software and t- TFS is uh, yeah, that Team yeah. Foundation Server. So if I'm migrating projects over, I mean, they're big jobs, right? So I get that technical uh, fix, let's say, that, that I miss. Um, the coaching, the new experiences, like uh, like I mentioned, I mentioned the story mapping. Uh, those are good for me, right? I When I'm learning as I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> those are really the, the bright moments in my life. Cause, uh, and also when... Uh, when you know you've cl- you talk to a team and they've clicked and they've got better, those, those are moments. It's those sparky moments. Yeah, no, those are pretty similar for me too. Like yeah. helping teams get it, seeing them succeed. Right. Uh, it's all about the team. There's the grind, right? But then there's that occasional uh, thing. It's it's like when I used to golf. Wasn't that good at it, but once in a while I'd have I yeah, hit yeah. something off the tee that would go 230 yards or something. Right, right. And I'm like, oh, that's why I golf. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, let's just a question or two about um, outside of the workplace. You're involved in the community. 
Um, I believe that you are the guy who introduced me to um, the Agile San Diego group. Are you pretty active with them still? I am. Uh, so I actually met them and down in a bar where they had used to hold it in downtown San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan North and myself had just come from a David Anderson uh, two-day combo oh, shop. Kanban. yeah, right. And we went down and we met those guys. And I, I met Woody Zool. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I said, we just came from a Kanban. Oh, Kanban with a K? <laughs> <laughs> that was my first experience with Woody, so that was. Uh, but then they were losing their um, their place at uh, downtown, and they needed a place. So uh, we we wanted to get them at Mitchell. Right. We just wanted Mitchell's name involved with Agile anyway. So every first Thursday of every month in San Diego, uh, we ha- we host uh, Agile San Diego with. Uh, June and Carlton, and they have some really great speakers. You should yeah. come more often. Yeah, I should. I was talking to June earlier today, telling her that I'll, I vow to get down there more often. I know for a while, as we were ramping up the uh, Agile Coach Camp uh, this past spring, I wasn't able to get down there, let alone even my the Irvine group, the uh, Agile SoCal up in Irvine. Yeah. Um, I did one of those this year. Were you at that? Uh, probably not, because I missed the, a lot of the those. The first one of the year. year in, in oh, January. that's right. Yeah, you were, you led it. I heard I heard that you led that one. Um, no, I didn't make that. I think uh, Brett and John may have both been there. Yeah, I can't waited shortest shop first uh, mm-hmm. workshop, which is straight out of uh, the safe literature. Yeah, and all I do that. a twist on it though. I okay. do the white elephant estimating, and I have teams, you know, select. They have the four parameters. So they do the white elephant estimating with Fibonacci on those four parameters. So relatively. What's more important relatively? What's mm-hmm. the time, the time constraints of things? You know, so they're all, always they take those four parameters and and treat them separately, and then they do the calculations. And then last, you're also working with uh, Dr. Dave on the five Saturdays. How's that going? Sure, we just uh, finished our two day facilitate facilitator training, mm-hmm. and that was uh, eight hours on two Saturdays. Yeah, those are sort long of days. grueling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're teaching adults. Yeah. Uh, some some of them know a little bit about Agile. Some a couple knew a lot, uh, but mostly they didn't know anything about it. Right, uh, right. So we're teaching the, those adults to be facilitators of high school kids. So they're scared to death because that starts next, not this, not tomorrow, but the next Saturday. Right. So are you going to be at these other five Saturdays then for the high schoolers? We're or are you... observing and coaching. Okay, good. Uh, it, We'll step in if things just start to fall apart. Yeah. But the whole um, learn-by-doing approach. Yep. In fact, the, for the whole two days was we'd teach them a little bit, we'd have them do it, we'd talk about it. Right. Teach them a little bit, and that seemed to uh, resonate with them. All right. So once again, Joe Daly, uh, congratulations on receiving the award here at Scrum Day San Diego 2015, even though the award was for 2014, which is so long ago by now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, kudos and um, you know, continued success. Okay. Thank you very much. And that's a wrap from Scrum Day San Diego 2015. Come back next week. Episode 33 is going to feature a lean coffee from Seattle's Scrum Coaching Retreat. I'll talk to you next time. And I'd like to thank you once again for listening to the Agile Coffee Podcast. Agile Coffee.